gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Episode number 10. And we have a special, special guest today. The man, the myth. (laughs) Egypt with two T's, not one. (laughs) Egypt Buck, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. And, uh, you know, I was looking at a video of you online and they were saying, you were saying it's two T's. And I was saying, he's doing that for the hood. Because, you know, most people be like, that boy Egypt. Egypt. No, it's not Egypt. It's Egypt. You want to make sure you get that T on the end. Got to make sure. Got to make sure. <laughs> so we have Egypt Buck here. Uh, Egypt is what you would call a celebrity hairstylist. I know he loves that name, celebrity. Um, started in uh, Maryland. I guess he he's from the Maryland area. You from? Are you from Baltimore? Yes, you, I'm from Baltimore. Baltimore. Be more careful. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Morgan State alumnus. Oh, Coppin so, State. Oh, uh oh. All right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Miak is in the building. All right. All right. So he just training over at the uh, Elitist Hair Academy in Maryland. He moved to New York, uh, where he began specializing in weaving extensions. Uh, fashion and runway hair. Uh, he's been featured in the Hair Oscars, uh, Victoria's Secrets Fashion Show. He contributed to one of my favorite films, the uh, 2009 Chris Rock film, Good Hair, working with uh, Derek J. Uh, he's on the style team for the hit MTV show Made, a style team for Rihanna, Justin Bieber, Bruno Mars. And currently he's working on uh, launching a swimwear line. How's that going with the swimwear? It's going. It's very okay. interesting. <laughs> I don't really have time to work on it like I want to, but okay. it's going. Okay. Surely. Yeah, clothing is, is, is tough. But the thing I liked about when I read that about swimwear is that it's not really a a market that's so saturated. Right. So you have some room to sort of right. move around and get some of that market <laughs> share. Um, all right. Well, we're going to jump right in. Um, for my listeners who know this, but if you don't know, I'll just explain the premise of the show, the truth prescription, that all successful people, no matter their industry, have had to go through and deal with certain truths. And it was confronting those truths that allowed them to break through and to become successful. Whatever the obstacle was or whatever the issue was, they were able to sort of move through it by accepting that truth. So, Mr. Egypt. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about either professional truth or personal truth. Which one would you like to start with? Let's start with professional. Let's make professional. it Professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the truth is we do go in. So we'll, we'll start on the surface yeah. so we can go deep. All right. Now, uh, you're going to do a professional. So tell us, tell the listeners a story about something that you learned in your professional life. You know, and it, it, professional life can be anything. It could be from college. It could be all the way up to now that... It was sort of you were running up against a particular obstacle and it was sort of dealing with that thing that allowed you to break through. I would say my biggest obstacle to date would be actually getting through hair school. Wow. Um, Okay. I actually got a full scholarship to hair school because um, I went to Coppin State. Coppin State represent. 
I went as a dance education major. Interesting. Yes. So um, in Baltimore, I was very well known for dancing and putting together fashion shows, hair shows, stuff like that. I've been doing okay. it since I was about 14 years old. Wow. So everybody knows who I am. Right. They, they don't know the face. They know the name. They know okay. I'm going to give a show no matter what. <laughs> okay. So um, I was helping this hit one particular hair school out, and they decided that they seen they, they we were backstage and they didn't have enough people to help with the hair show so i was like i can do hair but they was like you actually do hair i said no i said i can do hair but i don't have a license okay so i started helping them out and you know just being a little rough around the edges right um now, how, it, how did you learn how to do hair i mean oh my at 14 or 15 my like sisters uh-huh I, you grew up I, around women i'm the okay. baby <laughs> okay. I'm the baby, so I'm okay. holding mirrors, hold the ponytails. <laughs> you know, I'm, and I'm the littlest one in my family, so wow. you know, okay. I'm I'm always holding something or learning how to do something. So, right. my sisters have a very big influence on my life, and okay. how I became who I am today. Got it. So, um, so I'm sorry, I cut you up. So you no, you were yeah. at this show, and they were like, you you said to them, I can do hair. Yes, I can do hair. Actually, they kind of just sort of didn't believe me because I had already put the whole show together, uh-huh. choreographing the show, put it together, uh, programs, everything. So I said, like, I could do hair. I can help jump in so we can get this going because, you know, we don't want anybody to eat. Started doing hair. And actually, one of the investors that invested in the hair school uh-huh. at the end of the show pulled me up on stage and was like, I want to pay for your whole entire tuition for hair school. Wow. And That's big. Yeah. He's like, all you have to do is just pay for your books. That's it. And then somebody else jumped in and was like, you don't have to do that. I'll pay for the books. I'll pay for the books. You just Mm. need to make it. Mm. (laughs) So, but that's not the biggest obstacle. The biggest obstacle, because I was living in Baltimore. Okay. And the hair school was in D.C., PG County. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So So that was like, what, an hour? Took you about an hour commute. Very much so. Yeah. So, and you're in hair school five days a week, eight hours. So. And there was no option to, like, live in D.C. That was the obstacle, I Found not a living situation, but I used to stay at the Amtrak station every night. Wow! So that way I could finish hair school. So I did that for. About- sh- wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> wait a minute. 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 Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. How long is hair school? Um, it could be anywhere from a year to a year and a half. Okay, but you for you at Elitist, how long was it? Um, it was about a year. It's about a year. So about. Seven months of the year, I stayed at the Amtrak station. So you're telling me you went to school and then you left school and you went to the Amtrak station. You slept there. Yeah, I had I had a job, so I would go to work. Okay, and then I would just take the train back to DC and sleep in the Amtrak station and get up and go to school. Wow, that's crazy, (laughs) man. That's <laughs> so. So you, so you had a job in Baltimore. I had a job in Baltimore. So you were working Baltimore. I work in Baltimore, and then you would go to the Amtrak station, yes. go to sleep there. Yes. Now, did you did you not have a place to stay in Baltimore, or because you were in PG County, which is so far out? Well, it's um, not so far, but it's 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 thirty it's thirty to forty minutes from, you know, I guess from, yeah, from DC, right. It was it was because I was dealing with family issues, oh. and I did I just didn't have anywhere else to turn. And wow, nobody actually believed that I was actually going to make a career of this, so I had to prove everybody wrong. Of course, of <laughs> course, of course, huh? Wow, I mean that's I, that's crazy, man. I mean that's that's amazing. So you you basically lived. You know, it's almost like the Tyler Perry story. You know, like how he st- how he stayed right. in his car for a period right. of time. 
You stayed in Amtrak for a I period of time. At and that's where you would sleep. That's where I would sleep every night. Wow. What did you learn from that? Like what was the truth that you that you gleaned from that whole experience? It humbled me. Um, okay. believe it or not. Um, I didn't come from very much to begin with. Okay. But I feel like every every situation that you go through is gonna humble you. Something okay. has to bring you down, something has to knock you down. Uh huh. And just when you think you can't get no further down, <laughs> <laughs> you get a little bit further down. So wow. it was it's very humbling. So did you learn that you were stronger than you that you than you thought you were, or that you were you were not as humble as you should have been. Like, what was it for you? I was more resilient than you thought you were. Than I thought I was. That's big. That's big. And it took that. You really wanted to finish hair school. I really wanted to finish <laughs> hair school. <laughs> I really wanted to finish hair school. Now, before the guy said to you, I'm going to pay for you to go to hair school, was it something that you had thought about but couldn't go because of the expense? Or it, it, when he said it, a light went off like, oh, shit, this is something I can do? I had applied to every hair school that you could think of in Maryland. And nobody would give me the money to actually go. Wow. It's about twenty one thousand dollars to go to it's hair expensive. school. Expensive, yeah. very expensive. Just couldn't find the wow. Money. And just wow, I'm, da- I'm dapping him right now. I'm dapping him because that's like that's crazy. I mean, literally, dream come true, but with a price, right? But Elitist was a black owned hair school, and they believed in the community. Okay, and I guess the one of the investors just seen something in me. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't want any money from you. I just want you to be successful. That's it. And I have you covered. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that, that, well, thank you very much. That was, that was, I mean, I feel inspired sitting in this chair. Good Lord. Sheesh. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about uh, the personal now. <laughs> okay. Give us, a, give us a personal. Now, I know a little something about your personal life, but I won't, mm-hmm. I, I won't lead you. I, I'll let you choose it. I mean, I'm going to get to it later in my, question, <laughs> in my questions. If you don't touch it, if you don't touch it, I'm going to touch it. But uh, just tell us, you know, tell us about a personal situation that, that taught you something, something you were maybe ignoring, and it was accepting that situation or accepting the truth about that situation that helped you get past it. Okay. Um, I think I know where you're leading to, <laughs> so I'll, I'll jump to it for you. Um, <laughs> I was in a domestic violence relationship before I moved to New York. Okay, before you moved to New before York. Before I moved okay, to New York. Okay, so this was after hair school. After hair school. Okay. Um, I actually went through hell and high waters to actually get my license. Your driver's license? No. No, your, bo- your, my cosmetology, your cosmetology license. license. Yes. Really? How so? Yes. Um, because the test was actually in Virginia. And I lived in, I was staying at my mom's house in Baltimore. Okay. And she was letting me use her car while she was at work. Okay. And my mother is an interesting character. (laughs) Um, I love that word interesting. (laughs) You know why? Because interesting can mean a whole lot of shit or it can mean nothing. Right? Oh, it means a whole lot. (laughs) Okay. Um, My mother's a very strong-willed individual. Okay. So um, it's kind of... I was trying to help her and help me at the same time. Okay. More so helping her. Okay. And forgetting about me. And um yeah. it was I was using her car to get to to get to the and she wanted me to come and pick her up and I was just like, I can't do it. I got my test today. Right. So it became a big to do. Conflict. Couldn't, couldn't find the keys. They mysteriously disappeared. Oh. Actually found the keys and on my way and I missed the test by like five minutes. So had to wait a whole nother month in order to take Damn. the test. Damn. So Damn. it's kind of like okay when you're up against that wall. Okay. <laughs> so so it, so that was that part, right? Mm-hmm. And then this relationship. Yes. Tell us about that and and what you know what was the truth prescription around that? 
it was finding myself, finding actually who I was and who I wanted to be. Okay. Um, certain people are put in your life for certain reasons, and this individual was put in my life for me to understand that I don't need anybody, and I shouldn't want anybody to make sure that I make it to the level that I needed to make it to. Mm. So um, mm. a lot of people didn't know. Um, the only person that really knew was actually my mother. That you were in this situation. That I was in this situation. Okay. And my best friend. My best friend used to come and pick me up off the side of the road <laughs> after we finished fighting. Wow. And I had nowhere else to go. My best friend would drive from Baltimore to D.C., pick me up. Wow. And um, now when you say finished fighting and you said it was a domestic violence thing, was it both of y'all domestic violence in each other? Was it him on you? Was it you on him? Um, like, what was the situation? I'm little, so I am violent, but I'm not violent unless provoked. Okay. And um, being provoked and having doors kicked down and oh, tires Lord. slashed and I was yeah. a tennis shoe head for a long time, having all 200 pairs of my tennis shoes caught on fire in the trash can. It was... What? Yeah. <laughs> it was a very sticky situation. Like Waiting to exhale. God damn, man. All day long. Good Lord. The gay it's version. Like the ID, All day ID channel. I mean, what, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So um, going through that, and I had a friend who lived in New York, and he was just like, you're going through a lot. He was like, why don't you just come up here for a weekend? He was okay. like, pack your book bag and come up here. And my ex was taking me to the to the bus station, and he was just like, Oh, you keep going back and forth to New York. Like, I don't understand. Just don't come back. Mm. I just never came back. <laughs> I just stayed here with that book bag. That one trip. That one trip. The first trip ever wow. to New York. And never turned and back. And that was it. That was it. Did he try to reach out to you? Did he? Yes. Once he seen that I was actually successful. Right. He, he reached back out. And I'm just like. That's interesting. So you left. And so there was a period of time that lapsed between you leaving and you actually gaining some success, right? About two years. Okay. I, which delete, is, which I is, deleted Facebook. I deleted phone number. Everything right. that you could think of, I fell off the grid. And wow. I was just like, I have to make this happen for myself. Wow. Stayed on my friend's apartment. He lived in the AK Projects on 126 in Lexington. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. On the floor with the rats. <laughs> For about six months. Well, shit, that ain't nothing compared to Amtrak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you and inside. I'm inside. I'm inside. <laughs> you know what he? I'm, I'm making it work. So Shoot. I was like, I gave myself six months. I was able to find a job. Okay. Found an apartment. Okay. And I got off, and I was like, I'll sleep on the floor of my apartment. I said, God, whatever you give me, I will make it work. He gave me that apartment. I stayed okay. on that floor. Yeah. I'm, it's mine. I yeah. said that. <laughs> right. I'm perfectly fine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So that so that the personal the personal truth was more like uh, I think sometimes in relationships you look to the other person to take care of you or to take care of something that you need and for validation and some sort of self validation yes. and it sounds like your truth was realizing that you needed to validate your own self right okay ding dong all right <laughs> all right excellent all right let's jump into some questions okay I heard you use this. Comment when I looked at you know I, I did my research and I always do my research. Okay, <laughs> um, use this this phrase I should say not comment. Um, I'm a hair artist. So what is the difference between a hair artist and a hairstylist? To me, I believe there are different categories of people mm. who do hair. Okay, there's a hairdresser, there's a hairstylist. <laughs> okay, there's a hair artist, and to me, I'm an artist. I usually I can take anything and make something out of it. Mm. Doesn't matter what it is I'll go to Home Depot And I'll build your house On your head <laughs> if, if that's what you want That's what you'll get from me Okay Okay um, 
I've come into the industry where I've met a lot of people who are hair hairstylists and they they're good. They're really, really, really good. But they don't see what's beyond what's in front of them or they don't see the person that's sitting in front of them. They don't know their lifestyle. They don't know what they go through. And sometimes like I've had men and women sit in my chair and cry just because they didn't something I seen in them. They didn't see. And I was able to pull it out. So I've always seen myself as Picasso. <laughs> do, do you do you ever like would would you call your styles couture in the sense that it sounds like you really take into account the the individual like the, not just like you said the head sitting in front of you but you know who they are where they're from what are their likes what do they dislike I mean obviously that's something you, you right. start to learn over time right. but do you feel like you take that into account when you're actually doing you know doing your art um, I would have to because an artist is is going to create from a blank canvas. And a lot of times um, you have to use the tools that you have to make that portrait come alive. And if you're not doing that, then you're not a real artist. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Second question. So it's so interesting. A couple, probably maybe four or five episodes ago, I interviewed a, a celebrity trainer, a friend of mine, Duke. Duke, uh, Duke's got a couple celebrity clients, but I was saying to him that, you know, trainers in New York are like bodegas. They're like, they're everywhere. Right. You know, and it's very similar to, to stylists. Right. Right. Or, or hair artists. I mean, New York is very competitive, right? Very. And I wanted to sort of ask you, um, I'm sure there's competition among stylists and sort of how do you handle that? Um, like even in the shop you work at, I'm sure there may be some competition. Actually, I'm very blessed to work in a shop where the competition really isn't there. Okay, good. Um, okay. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Um, but yes, there's, there's, everybody feels like they're, they're better than you or they can do something better than you. They yeah. see something different. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that I do something better. Okay. I just may see what you don't see. Okay. So um, my perspective is just a little bit more different. And I try to take that into account when I talk to people and understand who they are and what they are. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. If you, I, I, I'm, I have a feeling that a book is coming. I don't know why. I a just book? I, for you, yeah, for you. <laughs> I just have that feeling. Something, something is, you know. Somebody uh, else will have to write it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody wrote a memoir for you, what would the title be? Mm. From your life up to this point, what would the, what title, would the title be? be? An artist. The artist. The artist. The artist. Okay. Okay. One of the, one of the interesting things that um, I read about you, and you talked about it a little bit, about the lack of support that you had from your family, mm-hmm. especially when you were trying to go, go this route and be a hair artist. Right. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who, make, who made a decision that caused their family or people close to them to disown them? Um, at the end of the day, your decision is yours. You have to own it. Mm. If if you allow people to persuade you or move you mm-hmm. from what you actually have and what's in your heart and yeah. what God puts in front of you, mm-hmm. you're never going to be happy. You're never going to get where you need to be. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to embrace it. Sometimes you have to walk alone. Like mm. the, yes. the most powerful people, the richest people, usually walk alone. Nobody's yeah. ever actually in that corner for them. They're, yeah. in, they're in the corner for what they have or what they can provide, not for them. 
right. at the end of the day. Right. So sometimes you have to walk alone to understand who you are and what you can become and who you're going to become. Right. Yeah, it's almost like uh, happiness Happiness starts on the inside, really. And it definitely yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> definitely right. does. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- this last one, you can answer this or not answer it because <laughs> you did get out, but... Uh, I think it's a good question for anybody is, who's listening who is in an abusive relationship. Um, Two-part question. Why do people stay in abusive relationships? And we did t- touch on a little bit, but why do people stay in abusive relationships? Mm-hmm. And um, what advice would you give them? What would you tell them? I mean, yours yours is sort of not easy, but yours was um, was less difficult because... You know, this was a you. You weren't married. There were no children involved. Right. You were a, a, a free, a free soul. You, right. you know, you went to New York. You stayed there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there are people that can't necessarily do that, right. um, but they may not be able to change their circumstances, but they can change their mindset. So, what would you, you know? What advice would you give them? So, the first thing is from your experience. Why did you stay for the amount of time you stayed? And then, what advice would you give somebody about who's thinking about trying to get out? Um, I stayed for about two years and the interesting part was for a long time I tried to justify it and say I stayed for me Mm. trying to make sure that the other person was okay because I felt like the other person was mentally unstable Uh so it was interesting it was that wasn't the reason I stayed the reason I stayed was because I was comfortable there Mm. that's what I know that's what I knew okay and that's what uh kind of kept me in a place of just being okay. Okay. And then I got tired of being okay. I wanted to be great. I wanted to be mm. blessed. I wanted to yeah. be everything that yeah. I knew that God had caught me to do. Yeah. Even though a lot of people feel like, oh yeah, you just do hair. You really don't do anything. At the end of the day, <laughs> I actually changed lives. I've had people yeah. tell me that. Yeah, um, I've seen your work, man. It's amazing. Like, that's not just doing anything. Like that shit is 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 sculpturesque. I mean, I, I was like, what in the world? I was looking at some of these pictures. I was like, what? For all my listeners, definitely go on. I mean, we're gonna get his info at the end, but just go on, just look him up and look at his work. I mean, it's it's beautiful. So yeah, um, it's abuses. It it takes a toll on your mind, and it makes you forget who you are. Mm. Um, it makes you forget that everything that your parents told you, you can be great. You can be not. Well, if you have parents like that, that you can right. be great. You can be awesome. Right. You can be everything that the world tells you that you're not. So when you get to a point where you forget that, something gets placed in your life to help you remind that, remind mm. you of that. Mm. So that was placed in my life to help me remind that I could be great. I could yeah. be amazing. God yeah. put me here for a reason. Yeah. And this is my reason. I need to accept it and I need to move forward with it. Right. He didn't put God didn't put you here to be getting screamed at, yelled on, get your sneakers burnt up. Nothing else. Because I like I like my sneakers. So. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> God damn, two hundred pairs of sneakers. Two hundred pairs. <laughs> All right. All right, we're gonna jump now into a segment of the show that I call Yes or BS. Okay. You probably you you probably don't know what this is, but let me explain it really quick. Okay. So I'm gonna just say a statement mm-hmm. and if you agree with it, you say yes. You think it's BS? You say BS. Okay. You can expound on it if you want or not. It's completely your choice. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm I'm trying to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. And I always do my radio voice for this. Number one. (laughs) Men are easier clients than women. BS. 
<laughs> I, that is so BS. Men are more particular than females are. Uh, so, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. You okay. Did, yes. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Number two. New York is the mecca for black hair. BS. Where is it? Is it Atlanta? Detroit. Really? It's Detroit. 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 Okay. Yeah. Number three. Egypt Buck. Egypt Buck. <laughs> would rather be rich than famous. I would rather be rich than famous. So that's a yes. Yes. Number four. Celebrities are more serious about their hair than non-celebrities. Hmm. I want to say BS. Hmm. Actually, I, I want to say BS. Expound on that one if you can. Um. So the interesting thing about working with celebrities is they expect everything for free. Wow. So really, they expect and you they expect you to be at that beck and call, or or discounted rates. Like if you normally oh, no, charge no discount, oh just free, just free. Yeah, because they are who they are, so they expect you to do certain things. I have rent. I live in New York. Right. You got to buy the sneakers. I mean, come on. The <laughs> the average everyday person will pay more money than wow. a celebrity actually would. Wow. And my bank account shows that. Wow. <laughs> Number five. Success has to be earned. <laughs> That's BS. Excellent. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That, that is very much BS. That's good. That's good. That's good. I agree. I'll say why I agree because I feel like, you know, there are people that become successful just on a whim. Just, you know, a, 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 a few lucky things happen to them and they're successful. Now, maintaining success is a different thing. Right. But in terms of the, that whole overnight sensation, overnight success thing is a, is a real phenomenon. All day long. <laughs> Especially with the internet all day long. Oh, yeah. It only oh, yeah. takes one good post. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. Number six. Mm-hmm. Flamboyance is a sign of insecurity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, that, that, that's sketchy for me. Okay. That, that, Listen, I write these questions because uh, they're, they're not easy questions. Some um, of them are easy, but I knew this right. was not easy. Um, I can expound on that one. Yeah. Um, I find so I'm gonna say yes. Okay, I, I I think in my experience, yes. Um, okay. I find the most flamboyant people are the people who are trying to hide something. Okay. Um, I'm just an average everyday person. I don't yeah. want anybody to see me. Actually, I don't want yeah. people to know who I am. Yeah. I just want to do what I love. Yeah. So, um, but I've come across a lot of flamboyant people mm-hmm. who are all show and don't have anything. Mm. And they're they're mm. hiding something. Mm. It's 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 a facade. It's always a facade. One of the things you said that triggered this question for me was you were doing an interview and you said that um that your your hair and your artistry is actually very I I don't even use the word flamboyant but it's very creative but yes. your style is very simple very simple and that that stood out to me I was like hmm it's interesting very simple you know, I could I could walk into a room and nobody would know who I am I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I, you don't have to talk to me. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I just, I don't know. I like being under the radar somewhat. Okay. Good. Number seven. The black hair weave market is still controlled by the Koreans. Yes. That's a damn shame. It is. And it's because we don't support our own people. Yeah. There are black beauty supply stores that we won't step foot in. Mm. And 
for what reason I don't know. Mm. And then if they're out there, they're ghetto as hell. <laughs> I can't wait for my wife. <laughs> Hilarious. So it it's it's I always say if I found a professional one, yeah. not even professional, but just an average one. Yeah, I would support you day in day. I would go all the way to the ends of the earth for you. Wow. But these other ones that you they don't have this, they don't have that. They looking at you crazy. They closing early. They on their phones while they trying to ring you up. Oh man! Yeah. Wow, my, I, yeah. I, I people, man. Yeah, I just I let a Korean follow me around the store and then watch <laughs> me whip out all my money and then they'll be at my feet. Right. So right, right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about this? Is not yes to be a BS question. This came to me. Have you ever thought about um, having a line of uh, hair care products or? A line of combs or anything like that, you know, with the with the Egypt. Because I saw your little Egypt buck signature. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of catchy. I like it. So I was like, that could go on something. You know, have you ever thought about that? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to always want my own salon. Yeah, you said that that you wanted one in ten years. Yeah, you said but, that like two years ago. Yeah, but being a manager of one now. Not so much. You know, it's interesting. That was actually going to be one of my questions, but I took it out <laughs> because. It's interesting. It's a double-edged sword. Working for yourself has its, its pluses and minuses, right? right? right. Because you know, obviously you're your own boss. You set your own hours. Right. But then dealing with staff, man, staff can be a pain in the ass. Let me know? tell you, it's not even <laughs> staff. It's the clients. Mm. The Sorry, black women, but y'all are crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like being a manager at a black salon, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, okay. And then I see what my boss goes through. My boss is an amazing woman. She she's opened three, basically three salons in a matter of two years. Wow. And they're all almost million dollar salons. Like Wow. And she's only thirty three. Ooh. So and kudos to her. And I support her everything she does. Okay. And that's why I always say that if I found somebody who I believed in, I'm gonna rock with you. It doesn't okay. matter what it is. Right. I well, not everything, but <laughs> I'm an Aries, so I'm pretty right. loyal. So if oh. I if I find you, I stick with you. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think <laughs> okay. my own line is for me. All right, you just you trying to focus on the art? I get yes. it. All right. Uh, and number eight, the last one: mm-hmm. natural hair is easier to style than permed hair. The creamy crack. Um, BS. Mm. Natural hair is a bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it, it's not all, It's not just the natural hair It's it's the natural hair divas Is what we call uh, them oh. they, they don't like heat They don't like to shampoo their hair It's I've heard some stories And I'm just looking at these women like You haven't shampooed your hair in 8 months oh, but Are you, you keep, serious? You keep putting condition on it What in the world is that doing to your hair? And you wonder why your flakes are orange right. Yeah Right now. <laughs> Yeah it, it, it's a task. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Excellent. 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 Wow. Well, Egypt, listen, that went fast. It's probably, <laughs> what are we at, 30 minutes? That's, I think this is probably my fastest interview, but it's definitely one of my most interesting. <laughs> um, concise, to the point, clear. Try to be. I, pre- I appreciate you, man. Try to be. Tell the people where they can find you on, on social media and, oh and, and, and give them the address to the salon if they want to come by and say hi. Okay, sure. Um, please don't pop up at the salon acting crazy. 
Um, <laughs> I've had that a couple times, but I am a natural sister's hair salon in Harlem. Okay. 2063 7th Avenue between 123rd and 124th. All right. Excellent. Um, you can find us Natural Sisters Salon. We're all over the place right now. Okay. Um, my personal yes. is Egypt Buck. Everything is Egypt Buck. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Is um, it two T's as well? I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're not sure? My brand manager kind of, you know, went ham on some stuff and changed it. <laughs> but if you Google me, you'll find me. It all comes right. up. All right, cool. Um, so I'm pretty much all over the place. You may not see my face, but you will see my work. I like it. I like it. The, the, the man, the understated stylist. And I love it. Every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Egypt, listen, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, you for know, having Making me. the time. It's, <laughs> well, what time is it? It's, it's 842 at night. The man worked all day. I worked all day. Listen, we're trying, we trying to make it happen. Right. We're trying to make it happen. All right, good people. I'm going to sign off as I always say. The truth will set you free if you let it.